the podcast that mixes mocktails with high finance. I'm your host, Owen Brunell, and I'm joined by my good friend and little sister, Bertie Brunell. Owen, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? Not without kids. Well, all right, let's mix it up. Woo, all right, that was awesome. Good job, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Wow, I'm, I mean, I think they did better than your kids. Oh, oh it's like that. wait they haven't answered any questions yet i'm nervous (laughs) yeah let's see let's see how good you did with your kids when i asked them questions (laughs) oh gosh i like there's seven kids in my house well that's your fault (laughs) (laughs) thanks for pointing that out are you guys excited to be on the podcast today yeah we're excited to have you on the podcast yeah so we have owen birdie and max max you got to say hi since you didn't say anything say hi hi He's the mostly silent one. Yes. Yes. Who's controlling the room right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So this is episode two, really episode one of the details as far as how to teach your kids about money. The last kids episode, we talked about why it's important to teach your kids about money. First of all, has your dad taught you anything about money? No. No. Wow. Do you guys even know what your dad does for a living? Yep. Okay. What does he do? Finance. (laughs) And what does that mean? Dealing with other people's money, <laughs> um, helping them with their taxes, and owning other, um, um, dealing with the market. Nice. That's a pretty good answer. It's more than my kids could say. <laughs> my daddy drinks for a living. <laughs> uh, I think Titus said I talk a lot for uh, for my that. job. Right, yeah. All right, he's so not wrong. he's not wrong. <laughs> let's uh, let's jump in with some questions before we get into the meat and potatoes and well, the drink. They're, they're I like guess. they're ready to drink, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So first, let's do let's do some questions. Oh, and I'm going to ask you first. What are some ways that you can earn money? By working. Okay. You have By, some examples. Um, firewood. Firewood's a good one. Commission chores. Explain that a little bit. Is where you. So when there's cleaning that you have to do around the house, you ask your mom if you have any commission chores. So then you write it, she writes them down and you do them. So one of them's mopping the first floor, cleaning the windows, dusting. So basically stuff that she's willing to uh, subcontract out to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then you earn commission? Yeah. Okay. Birdie, I have a question for you. Why do we need to make money? Um, so we can buy the things that, that we need to afford. Okay. Like what things? Food, um, things like meat. Meat, yes. Drinks. Uh-huh. Drinks, ooh, yes. Bourbon for daddy. Pres- <laughs> presents. Presents. Okay, ooh. good. I think, I think your kid said presents too. That's pretty good. You know, I uh, the third question, I was going to say, do you know how your parents make money? Owen already answered that one, actually. So let's see. Owen, this would be a good one for you. This is one Titus had a lot of fun with. How much money do you want to make one day? Trillions. Trillions. Ooh. Titus said he wanted to be rich. Okay. Why do you want to make trillions of dollars one day? Say, have a good house, enough food, and good presents. Okay. You think it takes trillions of dollars to do that? That seems kind of excessive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So piggybacking on that, uh, so you can afford all those things that you already have. Birdie, is your dad rich? 
No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I was trying to get her to spill the beans. Oh, dang does, it. Does daddy have trillions of dollars? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> None your business. <laughs> All right. Well, who wants to drink some mocktails? I know I do. Today, we're drinking something called a no-hito. Everybody relax out there, okay? Ooh. We're not we're not making mojitos for these children. We do not promote underage consumption. No, we don't. <laughs> this is a, a mocktail, as Owen referenced earlier. Yes. Uh, this one's a no-hito. So, as you guessed, it's a mojito without the alcohol. So, what we're drinking before we dive in, boys and girls, the no-hito consists of 10 to 12 mint leaves, four sugar cubes, one and a half ounces of fresh squeezed lime juice and club soda. And then you can garnish it with a mint sprig like we did here and a lime wedge. Basically, you put all of these ingredients into a shaker, muddle up the mint and the sugar, shake it up with some ice, strain it into a glass, add a bunch more ice, and then you top it with club soda. Club soda is what makes it taste like 7-Up. That's the carbonated. Mm, so yes. I have not tried this. These guys haven't tried it. Let's uh, let's cheers. Let's cheers. Take a sip. Here you go. Boys and girls. Cheers. 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 All right. Mmm. Owen, what do you think of that? It's good. Yeah? Birdie, do you <laughs> like that? It's too sweet. Too sweet? <laughs> You're a kid. <laughs> Max, what do you think what of that? What do you that? think, Max? It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Max is upset that we're not using gin here. It's disgusting, <laughs> he said. Or rum, right? Yeah, rum, rum for a mojito. Well, well, you can use gin. You can do whatever Does your you dad want. let you drink rum at home? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> hey, you know what? This is not bad. It's it's a summer drink. It's a summer drink. You know yeah. what? It's kind of interesting because you're using the fresh mint. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's got like a vegetation kind of smell a vegetal too. smell yeah a vegetable smell and i think that might be maybe part of the is it throwing you off it's throwing me off a little bit pull, pull your your mint okay. sprig out and try it because you're not a big mint fan right or i like mint but okay. um no it's good it's i mean it's mojito yeah without the good stuff too sweet huh all right well oh well that's like no said by no kid ever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, you're weird. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, obviously, they're my kids. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, let's get into we'll we'll just dive into the finance topic here. Teaching your kids about money. We're going to talk today a little bit more about uh some of the actual things that we can do to teach kids about money and we'll we'll decide at the end of this episode how well Jason's done at teaching his kids about money. Because you're under the microscope for I this know. one. Gosh. <laughs> All right. They're so here to embarrass me. That's I, I should start with asking the kids here because you said that your parents have taught you about money, right? I think Owen did at least. What kind of things have they taught you about money? How have they taught you about money? What do they use to teach you about money? Um, to save. So when I go to like buy a four-wheeler, I have enough money Ooh. to. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, wait a second. Let's get into that a little bit more, Owen. They've taught you about saving. How have they taught you to save? Specifically, what have they taught you that's helped you to save? Um, not bring money to places. Okay. And not when you really want something, wait till your birthday or okay. Christmas and ask for it then. So not to be impulsive. That's good. Definitely. What about you, Birdie? How has mom and dad taught you about money? Um, to save it and 
Save some and spend some, but make sure not to spend too much. Mm-hmm. Are there any fun games or anything that they've taught you or, or played with you to teach you about money? Um, me, me and Max have played restaurant. Okay, that's a good one. What about Monopoly? Do you guys play Monopoly? Yeah, Monopoly. yeah that's a fun one. You learn a lot about money. And, and not life. just saving money, but how to make money, right? Yeah. And you, life. And life. Oh, the game of life? One, yeah. yeah. Well, let's know. Let's get back to Monopoly because when you're a trillionaire, I expect you to wear a monocle, okay? And a top hat top everywhere hat, you yeah. go. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every day. Because that's what trillionaires do. All right. So, uh, yeah, Monopoly uh, restaurant. That's a really good one, Birdie, that I didn't think much of. And my kids played this a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my daughter walking around in her, I call it her flow uh, costume. <laughs> and uh, actually, I think it says flow on her little oh, apron. Gosh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, walking around taking everybody's orders and then taking money. What's funny is she would do this at like family gatherings. And so my family are just reaching into their wallet, like giving okay, her real money. <laughs> here's a dollar for some plastic cheesecake, right? But no, that's it does. Awesome. It does teach kids about money. Teaches them that things actually cost things. Uh, seeing my dad's face whenever he reaches into his wallet, <laughs> right in the pain. Hey, you have the same reaction, man. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so yeah, using games, visuals, especially for kids these ages. I, I didn't even talk about ages. Oh, and you're you're ten, right? Yeah. And Bertie, how old are you now? Seven. Seven. All right. So pretty close to my kids' ages. Max, how old are you, my friend? Four. Four. All right. Okay. So Max, you have the microphone. Has mom and dad taught you about money? And have yes. they played games with yes. you? You play restaurant and Monopoly and stuff like that? I don't play Monopoly because I'm too little. <laughs> Do you earn money at home? No. Oh, okay. All Not right. quite well, yet. Soon. soon. How do you, so how do you get stuff that you want, Max? Um, I don't know. You make it to your next birthday, right? <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to say I asked grandma or yeah. something, you know. <laughs> so I think when it comes to teaching kids about money, Jason, what I've found is a lot like me. I'm a lot like a kid. <laughs> I learn visually and yeah. kids learn visually. You, you know mean that visceral reaction. Yeah. yeah it's a well, visual and a physical thing. In, in the games, you're, you're seeing the exchange of money. You're seeing the, you know, the fake numbers printed on on the you know the fake money and stuff like that uh some other strategies or some other ways to teach kids about money that i really like is i don't know if you've heard of the clear jar method yeah so they can see it right yeah yeah it's it's not it's just like it sounds a clear jar right yeah there's a similar piggy bank that's out there too that i really like that has the spend save give oh okay uh compartments all in one yeah and it's uh you so you just it's for change i mean you just throw change in there but you know, I, I'm finding these clear jar and like chain method change methods are harder because we don't use cash like we used to. That's true. Yeah. So like that. Do you think that's on purpose? <laughs> this is not the conspiracy episode. Woo-hoo, do you guys yeah. think that's on purpose? I want to know what Max thinks about this. Yeah. Do they do they not want us to use money or they want us to use credit cards? No. <laughs> <laughs> Max is like, we just go to Amazon and everything shows up. Yeah, right. That's what happens. Shows up two days later. <laughs> Yeah, I like the clear jar, not just because, I mean, you can see the money building up. And also when you take money out, you see it going down, right? That's why I think people spend less money. Adults spend less money in general, I think, whenever they're walking around with money in their pocket, right? You spend less when you've got to empty your pocket, but you get the plastic out and it's abstract. It's not real. Yeah, I mean, that whole budgeting mentality of like having almost like separate accounts for those those items where it's in an envelope or Mm -hmm. something like that. I mean, those methods have been around for a long time for a reason. 
So, yeah. I mean, they work well and they do uh, create a barrier for that impulse spending. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think using physical money is really helpful for kids. Yeah, too. Yeah, that's why these games are good. A- absolutely. But it, it does make me wonder if there's going to be a generation of kids growing up that never uses real money. And I think that's a detriment. I don't think that kids are going to understand money as, as well without handling it, without seeing it, you know, the visual aspect of it. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I think physical cash for purchases. Owen, let me ask you, whenever you decide that you want to go uh, buy something and you take your cash to the store, it hurts a little bit when you have to hand that cash over, doesn't it? It makes you think, do I really want this thing bad enough that I'm willing to give up my cash? Yeah. Cause if I really need it, like most of our headphones are broke. Mm. So I mean, I want to just go, like our house. <laughs> so I want to go buy nice ones with radios and I'm trying to save enough money up. So and then when I hand over that money, it's going to be kind of hard. Yeah. So maybe you shouldn't have bought like those nine Lego sets you just bought like not that long ago. I need them. <laughs> Legos, <laughs> Legos don't lose their value, Jason. That's an investment. Oh, okay. Okay. Do I have to teach you about investments again? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that one. <laughs> I didn't see the perspectives for that one. So uh, my own my own children too. Titus, he loves money. Um, and he got a $100 bill from his great grandma for his birthday. And I can't even remember how many years ago that was. The kid will not let go of it. He, I have caught him. Uh, you know, when you put your kids to bed and like two hours later, you fall asleep on the couch and you hear movement upstairs. <laughs> yeah. I go upstairs and Titus is sitting in bed looking at his hundred dollar bill with his flashlight. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm like, we might have a problem here, son. <laughs> but he knows that, well, birthdays come around once a year. And when I want to earn extra money, I got to work hard. It's hard for him to part with that. Right. So one example I'll, I'll use of handing over the physical money. Maybe I said this on the last podcast. There was a Hot Wheels set that he absolutely wanted, and it was $100. And he had his $100 bill, but he also had 50-some dollars in like 20s and, and 10s and stuff like that. So he goes to the store, he sees the Hot Wheels set, and right next to it, he sees the off-brand. And he's looking at the two of them, and he's pacing back and forth. And what he decided was, you know what? This one doesn't say Hot Wheels on it, but it does all the same things, and it's $48. And I don't have to get rid of my $100 bill, right? Nice. So I think physical cash to make purchases is really important. It also, I think, helps kids to tie work or what what you have to do to get money to the money when you spend it. Yeah. So, so when we helpful. go when we go make a big purchase, where do we usually go look? Like if you're going to buy a four wheeler, where are we going to look first? The Honda dealer. <laughs> what? <laughs> we never do that. Bertie, where do you look for a four wheeler? Uh, I don't look for a four wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> we usually go to like Facebook Marketplace mm-hmm. or. Craigslist or something where we're going to try to find something used, used, yeah, you know, a couple of years old, save a little bit. So that I mean, that's good for him because then almost always in those cases you're using cash. So yeah, I do have a question though, Burn to that. Do you learn about coins like quarters and nickels and dimes and pennies? Yeah. And what about dollar bills? Yeah. So you can count change. Yes. Okay, not like make change, but. I mean, I've noticed some kids don't even know what the coins yeah. are, you know, and so that's that's like really concerning. I looked at some of the uh, what's the word I'm looking the curriculum for state of Ohio. And when they introduce like money, I don't know. Yeah. It, it was a long time ago when I was in elementary school, but I feel like it was like first grade probably that we mm-hmm. learned about denominations and 
you know, the different change coins and things like that. And yeah, and I mean, all that that's up. they definitely did that in first grade. But I think I think step. it's like fourth grade now. That's what <laughs> I saw in the and, and that not every school is that way, but I think that's the Ohio curriculum, uh, which they're working on and, and are working towards. Uh, yeah, there's you know, another conspiracy theory <laughs> right there waiting to happen. But we teach them about credit cards in first. So you, you mentioned something about the jar that does split up the different areas for spending and things like that. The saving spending charity, which we'll get into uh, towards the end. Um, I had just, you know, mason jars are great for this, right? Absolutely. And, and writing on them what each one is. Mm-hmm. And again, Bernadette, I think you said earlier that when you get money, you're encouraged to save some, spend some and, you know, give some. So that makes that all that is visual budgeting, right? Sure is. Um, so you guys are learning about budgeting through the use of coins and jars and things like that. Cool. Uh, the next thing I have in here is involving your kids in everyday purchases. Yeah. Do you guys ever go to the grocery store with your mom? Barely. Barely. Does your dad go to the grocery store at all? Nope. No. Okay. Nope. You, so do you ever go with dad for like everyday purchases, things that you need at Walmart or Menards or? Yeah. 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 How important is that for you guys to see mom and dad spending money for things that you need? Important. How about things that you break <laughs> that I have to replace? You, you get involved in that ever? You never break anything, right? Nope. You just broke something yesterday. What did you break? Uh, we have to water our garden. And so there's a spigot. You have to screw the hose on. So the spigot turns on. And <laughs> the tractor PTO. PTO shaft was too low, so it hit the hose and ripped it oh, out. Oh, man, I bet that was fun. Two problems. Driving my tractor. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing around <laughs> a PTO, ten, ten boy? <laughs> <laughs> Second problem, breaking the hose for the garden. However, I will point this out. Maybe that's a supervision problem. The boss oh, is not giving the child the boss the was at work <laughs> to, to complete his job. Another problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. Okay, so I, I think involving kids in everyday purchases is really important, though. You know, and I'll, I'll use Titus again as my example. But whenever he goes and we buy something that we need and he sees me paying, he'll ask, how much was that? Right. And my initial response is, hey, none of your business. But then I got to th- no, you have to realize that he, he gets to spend his money on what he wants to spend money. Right, right. And as adults, we have to spend money mostly on things that we need, not that we want. I can and, remember having conversations with our uh, older kids, uh, the mm-hmm. older three, about like electricity, for example. Like mm-hmm. they had no idea. Close the door. I'm yeah. not paying to cool the outside. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's when you know you've become a real dad. Are you spending two father. to three hundred dollars a month on electricity? <laughs> uh, yeah, we are. Or another one. You know, we live in the country, so um, we have treat our own water, for example. Mm-hmm. Running the hose just because it's fun costs a lot of money in chemicals, and it does in town too. Um, when you have city water, I mean, it's not cheap. So these are everyday purchases that, you know, you don't even realize the cost until you, you know, talk to your kids about it. Mm-hmm. Talk about, I mean, everybody is talking about gas right now. Yeah. Have them peek out the window, get off their doggone device and look at how much yeah, gas. Yeah, just watch that number rolling up. Right, right. right. Yeah. It can't even hardly climb as fast as the gallons going into the into the car. So yeah. it, it looks like those them. numbers, the gallons and price you know, that are rolling up whenever you're pumping. It looks like sure. they're reversed these days. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even just, you know, the basic stuff like, you know, that that's important for them to see. But 
I also think involving them in purchases that are fun too. Yeah. You know, vacations or, you know, you're buying something new for the family, maybe, you know, a new computer or TV or device or something like that, something for the outside. So they can see, you know, that we have to make, we can't spend all of our money on fun stuff, yeah, but yeah. occasionally, well, uh, there's a reward for the work that you do. Yeah. And like you said, even, you know, there are lessons there, even when you're doing fun things, we talked about vacation a few episodes ago, right? Sure. How to yep. budget for a vacation and stick to that budget. And one of the biggest things was actually take a vacation. That's yeah. very important. Yeah. Take uh, a vacation, man. <laughs> <laughs> so same thing. We try to teach our kids to have fun with money, but not too much. And again, the the budgeting of the jars, that's helpful. Uh, having kids go to the store with you. Did your mom, does your mom ever have you cut out coupons or anything like that, guys? Do people still use coupons? My mom does. Of course she does. So you, you can see the 25 cents off while you go, 25 cents? I got like five quarters in my jar at home. That's nothing, right? You can see whenever the lady at the grocery store tells mom how much the bill is right or your oh. total savings is yeah. x you know yeah, you right. see that sometimes it's like what oh that's money that's back in my jar that's right? right yeah exactly cool so the next one uh we talked about a little bit with allowance and and working for for a wage commission chores you said that i think that was really good but let's talk about jason i think it's important especially when we're dealing with with little kids remember we said in the first episode that kids are really you know, their habits around money are formed between the ages of seven and nine. They're almost going to be who they are with money at that age. Right. So let's talk a little bit about the importance of saving, spending, and charity, which Bernadette talked about a little bit before. Why is that so important, in your opinion, to get that started from, from the beginning, learning about saving some, spending some, and being charitable with some? Yeah. I mean, I think the saving component is just something that has to be automatic. When you have a you know amount of money come in, you have to pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. And if you don't develop that habit quick, you will. Lit- I mean, it's just so easy to spend. Yep. You know that's why we recommend. Which some people think is paying themselves first, but that's not. It's not. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, you're gonna have a. Most of us as adults have a future debt that's coming, which is a retirement mm-hmm. um, at some sort. When we're not gonna work anymore, we want to do something different. Uh, the reality is, is you got to put that money aside first. Um, and so I think teaching that to your kids early on is is super smart. And you know, our our society is such a, a you know consumer driven society that it's super easy to find places to spend money. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, tropical smoothie or Big B coffee just ate you know fifty dollars of my paycheck from. Yeah. And, I mean, I had this conversation with some teenagers. I was on a hiking trip, and they're not my kids, so it was kind of fun to try to teach them something. Just explaining like the percentage. He's like, I love McChickens. I love them so much. I eat like four of them for lunch when I'm at work. And I'm like, dude, that's like four bucks. Do you get a pop? Yeah, it's five. I'm like, holy crap. Like you're spending seven dollars. Yeah. And that's like it was like 50% of one hour of his Do work. Do you remember being a dollar menu nair? Oh, right? yeah. That was a oh, commercial, yeah. actually. Yeah, like what the yeah. heck? There is no dollar menu anymore, yeah. by the way. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. So when you talk about habits, if your habit is four McChickens and a, and a Coke, Right. That's maybe five dollars. But whenever prices go up and your habits don't change, that's right. You you can't buy a value meal for, you know, less than eight or nine bucks at McDonald's now. So, yeah. So, I mean, when we when we go places, do we do we let you guys just, you know, do we go out to eat a lot or what What do we do when we when we travel? Um, we usually pack our own food. Yeah, so like pack a lunch. Like that was actually my argument with these guys. Yeah. Like, so you can save a little bit more or spend it on something you really want. Sure. Yeah. So, anyways. That, and that's part of the budgeting, right? 
you know, your spend jar, whether you spend it on a cheeseburger or a Lego set, you know, it's, it's all coming out of the same jar. Why do you think that the spending jar is so important for kids, Jason? I'll just say, I guess before I, I'll tell you why I think it's important. My son is obsessed with money. I don't know how that happened, but the, I, I think there is a, a lot. There's a lot of parents out there who, you know, they are, they're dead set on teaching their kids about being responsible with money and they don't ever teach them to enjoy money. Yeah. And then you create a little maniac, right? Absolutely. Sounds like you're working on it. Well, he, he's loosened up a little bit. He My has, daughter, yeah. does, she doesn't need any help spending money. Um, but but again, you know, we don't want to ki- we don't want kids to grow up with a a having a bad relationship with money from the start. That no. you know, th- that's where greed and and things like that set in. Well, um, I mean, it it allows them to create a literally in this case a physical boundary. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have the money in the jar, you don't spend it. Yep. Okay, if you don't have the cash, you can't go buy the thing. Mm-hmm. And delaying that satisfaction oftentimes teaches them you know that maybe the thing that they really desired wasn't actually the thing they desired right what you find oftentimes is i want it if dad's paying for it oh yeah oh yeah Sure, i'll take it if you're gonna buy it for me but if it's got to come out of my jar no i don't want it that bad right exactly (laughs) exactly so you know i think that 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 creates a really good boundary for them and and spending is important otherwise you know work just becomes a drag you know yeah and we, and we, An unhealthy we relationship we with money. Like we do. We know people yeah. in retirement who still don't understand or or know how to enjoy money. Right. And I think this next one, you know, where we're talking about giving. Let's uh, ask Bernadette. Yeah. Yeah. Bernadette, you've been quiet over there. Why do you think giving is so important? So people can have more money to buy things that they need to. Okay. Do you feel like you're pretty pretty blessed in this life? You have the things that you need and you want? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think there's people out there that don't have everything that they need? Yes. Okay. That's good. What about you, Owen? What do you think? There's definitely people that don't, that um, live along the sides of streets begging for money and to get enough to get a home. And people will go out in the streets and we've actually saw on the news that people are getting five-gallon buckets and drumsticks and playing drums. Mm-hmm. Just um, to try to make some money? Yeah. On the on subway wa- walkways. Subway walkways. Yeah, that's, I mean, so that's actually kind of honorable. They're trying to make money, but sometimes they just don't have enough. So, yeah, yeah helping them out with food and things like that. I mean, I think that's something that we've done. Uh, again, I don't know that we've specifically taught them, but we've definitely led by example. They're yeah. trying to give. I well, and I think that again, sort of a, along with the spending, um, I think charity helps. You know, again, from creating a monster that can't let go of money, that, right? That ends up worshiping money. You know, and and aside from spending, it's not all about you, right? So yeah, and we've seen those folks again that are on the crash course yeah. at the end of their life, quite frankly, yeah. and they are just holding on tight, and it's just. It's sad. And they, they could really see their money work for them. It would be in a good way. I mean, from a charity perspective or, yeah. you know, make their life easier. So I, I think to summarize this episode, you know, using visuals and games and really actually having these conversations with your kids important. And I think the big areas of saving, spending and charity are the places that you want to start with kids these age. They get it. These are smart kiddos right here. So I, we, I think, we lost Max. I think he's like taking. Actually, a nap, I just yeah. wanted to make a comment, Max. Uh, you said that that drink was disgusting. However, you slugged that thing down pretty quick. 
He's the only one that's got it finished. <laughs> what do you think, Max, when you finish it? Is it, st- is it good? No! <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, on that one, we're going to call it an episode. So thanks for having a drink with us this week. It's time to close out the tab. If you have a question or a topic you want addressed on the Old Fashioned Finance Podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's bluejfg.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason, but more importantly, Owen, Bernadette, and Max. Thanks for being on Wake the up, show Max. today, kids. Cheers. Cheers. Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to a consumer in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written consent on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay unless other otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.